0: Hello and welcome to The Appetite, a podcast that's all about food, body, sport, and mental health. The Appetite is brought to you by Opal Food and Body Wisdom, an eating disorder treatment program in Seattle. I'm your host, Carter Umhel, a therapist, artist, and writer. Today we've got some special guests. Opal co-founder Cara Bazzi's daughter, Sophia, is here, as well as Lexi Giblin's daughter, Ila. They're gonna be joining us today to talk about some motivating ideas around body image and relationship to food. But first, a brief conversation with Kara and Lexi, OPAL co-founders, about how to parent girls around issues of food and body image.
1: Uh, I'm Kara Bazzi, and I'm the clinical director at OPAL and I am the mother of two girls, Sophia, who's 11, who just started middle school, and Hannah, who is nine.
2: And I'm Dr. Lexi Giblin, and I'm a psychologist and executive director at OPAL, and I have a 12-year-old daughter named Ila.
0: I'm so excited to get to talk to Ila and Sophia today. Um, but first, I wanted to get a sense of kind of how each of you individually have parented um, your girls considering your expertise in the eating disorder field. How has that influenced the way that you've
2: talked about food, body, emotions? I think the most powerful aspect of my parenting in regards to food and, and body is probably just how I interact with food mm-hmm. and body. Um, she sees me have freedom with food. I think and I think that's just probably more powerful than anything I could do is just how she would see me every day interacting. Um, yeah. And, th- and then, you know, I certainly do a lot of education along the way, you know, talking, not talking, you're know, talking about there's no good or bad foods. We just think about kind of more what feels right for your body, given all the factors, that kind of thing. And on the body image side, I don't make comments about my body or others' bodies in a way that would um, promote kind of uh, thin ideal culture. I'll talk about bodies, but in more of a neutral way so that the conversation's open, but that we're not using a certain frame, like a a more eating
1: disordered framework as we experience others in their bodies. Uh, I agree. I think modeling's the most primary piece of my parenting and then I just think of maybe how things have changed over time especially with Sophia going into middle school I think kind of that teaching piece and orienting her to how we might be how we might approach it differently than the majority of culture and kind of starting off with some of the almost cultural competent stuff of where can she kind of find well both of my girls but Um, can look at it more critically about what's around them and um, notice things about even, you know, advertising, what they see on TV, what they see in magazines. But now I'm noticing with Sophia as she's entering into her preteen is is really like letting her opinions come in more of just what do you think and encouraging kind of her skepticism or questioning, I think, because for me, I also don't want her to... Kind of be afraid or feel some shame if she starts to having have feelings that are more dominant culture, um, and so I of I, the uh, uh, kind of the utmost would be um, her feeling comfortable sharing whatever her thoughts and feelings are, and creating that um, creating uh, just space for that. So I might even say I've said stuff like, you know, Sophia, it's you know if if you do have like hard feelings about your body, I, it's totally okay. And I'd love to just be able to talk to you about it. And, um, even just observing and paying attention and, and really kind of noticing things. So, um, she is sitting now in the front seat of the car. Um, and you know, I catch her sometimes checking out her thighs and I don't assume it's because she doesn't like her thighs, but it might be like, Hey, what you looking at? You know, or like just sort of, Saying, kind of letting her know that I'm paying attention and it's okay if maybe she's looking at her thighs because she's, she's having negative thoughts about them. Um, So I think as she just, I'm just, again, mindful of her age and, and knowing that it could, she could feel pressure not to have any, um, any quote unquote non kind of our family philosophy thoughts. Kara and I um, led a body image group for our girls and their
2: friends. Um, And so we did some psychoeducation on eating disorder prevention and health at every size. And so it's been cool to see Ila be sort of a thought leader in her Mm -hmm. friend circle around um, eating disorder prevention. She'll post things on her Instagram and uh, (laughs) things that are very Mm -hmm. anti-eating disorder. And she'll get responses from her friends like, you're so awesome, way to go. And, you know, just, Shoot. I said, there's, I think that's something I've hoped for her is to create a, a have a friend group where that is that is the conversation
1: rather than this um, ingesting the majority culture way of thinking. It, that reminds me when we were creating that body image curriculum, that was one of our intentions was that we'd invite their really close friends. So then they're all hearing the same things to foster that being a part of like, that could be part of conversation. So I'm so, I'm just grateful we did it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think um, that was a smart decision on our Mm -hmm. part. And it makes me think I'm, we're getting ready for Hannah's, um, Hannah's body image talk that I want you to do with me.
2: (laughs) And Hila, Hila's has an over-controlled temperament. Um, She's very interested in doing the right thing. Um, So she is, her personality is more vulnerable, I think to eating disorders. Um, so we talk about that, you know, we talk about over control and you know, she wants to be under controlled on the basketball court and she's <laughs> very aware of her, her temperament and what that might mean. Or we, or I'll talk about it. We kind of play with it often in her life.
1: Um, again, like that just reminds me of, I think the parenting stuff we're doing right now is similar. I think that both of Sophia has some similarities to Eli, So she also has more of an over controlled. So I would say. We're really talking about um, perfectionism as a theme right now, um, especially she started middle school and she's going into this like higher academic um, curriculum in her middle school. And so I um, so just that really kind of talking about process versus outcome. And I'm seeing it's fun because I'm seeing some of that parenting now get infused in her experiences where I'm seeing more resilience when she's not winning or like, she um, she just tried out for the middle school soccer team and there's, you know, there were 60 kids and 20 of them are getting cut. And actually she finds out today she's cut, but she's pretty sure she's getting cut. And watching her kind of walk through that um, experience and still try really hard and not get so caught up in whether she's making it or not is like kind of baffling to me because that is not how I was mm. as a kid <laughs> with sports. I, I, I was much more... Um, impacted by what I saw as failure. So it's fun. I think there's been some seeds that have sprouted, I guess, around that perfectionism work. Can you all
0: imagine a different way of talking about food and body as they both get older or all three of them get older? Do you have any anticipation of what
1: or how the conversation would change? Well, I think maybe what I just said around, um, it will now – I think she's going to have her own ideas, her own reactions, and I think her kind of self will be a bigger part of the conversation. Um, and so I guess I – you know, and I had an eating disorder. So I, I think the whole time I've thought, this is not an impossibility of my – It's it's an interesting thing of – because of what my pro- like where I've been and how I've grown and what I do, they're gonna have a lot of natural prevention stuff from my own modeling and and all of that. And I don't, it doesn't mean that they're for sure, you know, um, immune to having developing an eating disorder. And so um, I'm pretty, I'm just cognizant, like I can't control all those things, and um, and yet I'm not afraid. Of, I'm also not afraid of it because I walked, the, I've walked that, I've walked that path. Um, So I think I I guess I just imagine more of her uh, like a more of an equal conversation about her just being able to process her experiences in life and how that shows up with relationship with food and with her body image um, as opposed to a little bit more parent like authoritative stance, I guess, when they're little Mm -hmm. more more of the teaching side.
0: What about
2: you, Lexi? Yeah, I mean, I think Ela's pretty insulated so far from the intensity of emotion around food and body. Um, so I expect the conversation to change over the years, and um, yeah, I don't think she's ever, she's felt concerned about her, she. I don't think she's actually felt concerned about her weight or has felt any pressure to change her weight. Um, so it just. I assume that those feelings are going to come up at some point. Um, and I also always worry that if she gets a rebellious streak in adolescence, that, I mean, there could probably be no better way to you know, rebel against me and to go on a than diet. to go on a diet, right? So I thought about that or, yeah. you know, that would really stick it to me, you know. So <laughs> Yeah, that would be probably pretty successful. So, yeah. So <laughs> I have that worry in the back of my mind. Because um, I was really rebellious as a teen, so
1: I'm kind of getting ready for that. She knows your butt the but, yeah, yeah. To push. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah
0: should you, Lexi would you like to start with a little introducing of Ela? Sure,
2: I would love to introduce my daughter, Ela Giblin, who is twelve years old. <laughs>
0: So today we're talking a little bit about body image and relationship to food. And, Hila, I bet it's probably a different experience for you as a kid to have a mom that works in a setting like an eating disorder clinic. What kind of messages do you feel like you get at home about food and body?
3: Yeah, well, I think that definitely does have an influence on my philosophy about body image and I guess it's influenced me by, like, thinking about food in a positive way and food as being your friend more as an en- than an enemy. <laughs> mm. And do you hear that, like, food is the enemy in other settings? Um. No. Well, most of my friends and what I've seen at school is most people really love food. <laughs> so I don't really – it's not really viewed in my world as a bad thing. What do you feel
0: like um, when you think about food being your friend? What does that mean to
3: you? To me, that means that um, you're fine with eating any food and food makes you happy whenever you eat it. And like the way that it makes you feel is it makes you feel happy as opposed to it making you feel like sad every time you eat food or sad about my body.
0: Mm. That's a really good way to think about it. I like that philosophy a lot, <laughs> Lexi. What is one thing that you feel like you've learned from Hila about food and body?
2: Oh my gosh, she's she's actually taught me a lot. Really? Yeah, she really has. So she, uh, she is. We're growing. We we've grown at about the same. She's grown in the same pace and same way that I have uh, that I did. So then by watching her grow um it's like watching my younger self grow to some degree wow. cuz we've got my height charts and all of that and to see her grow um i can th- i think about myself back then differently like i maybe i would have had a different maybe felt um more self-conscious about w- in the moment of when i was you know at the time that i was Whatever size, but then to see her in it has given me a different vantage point. Yeah, and a lot. How cool more, you
0: were! How cool I was!
2: <laughs> yeah, I do have feelings like that. Like, man, I was so cool, and I I didn't know it. Mm. You know, getting to see Ila in that. Yeah. yeah. She also, I think, Ila has also given me a gift around like her. Her viewpoint about me um, is really honest and and uh, positive Mm. like she's always just been mom you're so you're so beautiful and this this kind of thing kind of pretty consistently and from her eyes what she see how she sees me um is you know healing in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. just really sweet and I and I can see that she's being you know very honest yeah so I think that's she's taught me to to um find a lot more tenderness towards myself um as she shares what she how she experiences me that's such a sweet
0: exchange that you guys get to have yeah and admire each other in that way
3: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hila what's one thing that you feel like you've learned from your mom I think I've learned to more accept my body how it is and not have to change it to fit other people's standards and like to have confidence in who I am as opposed to like who other people my age or other people in general um want me to be
0: mm.
3: yeah and
0: yeah are there things that you feel like you're really proud of in yourself
3: yeah i mean <clears throat> i'm pretty i'm pretty <laughs> modest to say <laughs> 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 to say that like i don't know i don't really have a lot of things that I don't like about my, myself because I think that my mom has, like, raised me to feel more confident about, thing, about everything and about my body, like, my weight and everything about me.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah. That's wonderful. Um, are there
0: things that you feel like when you're at school, there are, like, other girls or other people that um, are experiencing some of those insecurities differently?
3: Yeah, I'd say other people's parents are probably a little more harsh on their kids. Like, you need to be a certain way. I definitely, I can think of a few friends that definitely have parents that are more, like, you need to be this way. You can't do, you can't eat this. You have to do this and this. They have to be, like, a certain way and have to fit certain stereotypes. Mm. Do you have a sense of what those stereotypes are? I'd say it's more like you have to be, you have to play sports. You have to be a certain weight, which is like skinny or that's yeah. what I'd say. Yeah.
0: I know that you two had some really good conversation, it sounds like, before you came in the studio about body image. Are there any things mm-hmm. from that conversation that you'd want to share? What are you, What were you guys talking about?
2: Yeah, what have we been talking about?
3: Um. We talked about like messages we wanted to mm-hmm. give to people. Do you have any messages well, for people your age?
2: For people my age,
3: that's probably most of the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> Gosh,
2: I don't know, honey.
3: Or like parents that are struggling.
2: Yeah. Do you have anything you would say to your? To your friend, of someone your age, whose mom is, maybe, saying they shouldn't eat certain things or not very much of certain things, or
3: I think I just say like you don't have to really fit who they want to be because you're your own person, and when you grow up, your your parents are gonna be there for you, but you're your own person, so you should just do what makes you feel happy. Hmm. Even if there's, like, other pressures around. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. What would you say to an adult?
3: (laughs) I um, I guess I'd just say, like, try not to put tons of pressure on kids to make them have to feel, like, or have to be certain ways. Mm -hmm. And also just to accept yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much I'd say that to anyone. Mm-hmm. You said,
0: Ela, that you have had um, some like good process around accepting different parts of who you are. And it sounds like that's something that you feel pretty confident in.
3: Yeah. How did you do that? <laughs> well, again, I think it's just like my mom, she just always talks to me and is like, you don't have to really fit people's stereotypes, I guess. Yeah, it's just how she kind of raised me.
0: To have a greater sense of freedom
3: around yeah. who
0: you could be, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, yeah. She, that's one thing I noticed in her. She has a stance about things, and I would have been more people pleasing. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll have a she'll have a position <laughs> that may be different than others in the room, and she'll just stand and stand strong in it.
3: Ely, you are nodding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just i i have my strong opinion, and sometimes I might express that opinion. Sometimes a little too much, but I don't know. I just have my stance on everything. (laughs) (laughs) That makes me
0: so curious. I feel like you'd be a good person to get advice from or something.
2: (laughs) She is. Mm. She's a wise one, this one. (laughs) What is
0: it like for you to hear that? Do you think you're a wise one?
3: I don't know. I would say I'm – I don't think um that was, I mean. <laughs> but, I mean, if you say I am, then that's pretty sweet of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Do you think we should end here? Are there other questions? Yeah. Is there okay. anything
2: else that we should?
1: I think that's good. So this is Sophia, Bozzi, my daughter, And she is going into sixth grade, middle school for the first time.
4: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Kind of nervous, too. but. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, we're so happy to have you here. Um, I wanted to ask about what it feels like for you to have your mom kind of in the eating disorder, food and body world, and what that looks like for you at home.
4: Well, I'm very grateful that... um, that she does what she does because it's given me like a new outlook on um like life in general but also that specific area of like not being having to be perfect all the time i am who i am and i'm not gonna be the best at everything or know how to do everything or like i'm perfect the way i am yeah yeah <laughs> Do you feel like that's like,
0: some things that you hear at home are different from some of the things that you hear at school?
4: Yeah. Sometimes at school they're like, watch what you eat. Eat, like, a bunch of vegetables. There's actually this one time at this basketball camp where she's like, nine to 11 cups of vegetables a day. Half of your plate should be vegetables. I was like, that seems a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I can, and like, not to eat, like, sweets or even, like, to the extent of, like, like maybe Doritos or something where at home I hear like you can eat whatever you want but like not too much of everything like it's not like just go eat desserts mm-hmm. all the time but it's not like I have to watch exactly what I'm eating because that would be very stressful <laughs> that would <laughs> be really
0: stressful it would also be stressful to try and get that many vegetables on one plate
4: yeah <laughs> like it'd be like what do I do <laughs> yeah
0: um I'm curious for you, Sophia, what is one thing that you wish some of your peers knew or thought about differently when it comes to relationship to food or relationship to body image?
4: Well, a lot of the times my friends are, like, actually don't really care. And they're, like, uh, about, like, how exactly how they look Mm -hmm. and they have, like, good parents who are, like, telling them that it's okay to do these things, so... Not, I mean, I haven't had really, um, they haven't really, like, struggled with that as much. But there's, I had this one friend who would, like, be like, that's junk food, like, um, I can't eat that. And her mom would be like, don't eat that, that's, that's not good for you. Uh, she was struggling too because I feel like she wanted, she, like, her mom told her, don't do it, so she was like, well, I want to listen to my mom, but I want to have, like, I want to have some, like, cookies or something. And it was kind of hard for her, and I was, like, kind of, I felt bad because she doesn't know that really it's okay sometimes, but it's hard to, like, say no to your mom. Right, like, if
0: she wanted a cookie, it would also be sort of doing something that her mom didn't want her to do.
4: Yeah, I felt like if I was in that position, that'd be really tough and hard to deal with. That
0: would be really hard, Mm -hmm. be sort of in the middle of what you wanted. Yeah. What's one thing maybe or anything that you would want adults to know around talking about food or talking about body image?
4: Well, um, just just not be so hard on them, like, when they're trying to, like, like don't make them feel bad about their, like, body despite, like, because it's hard because if they learned by their parents to, like, be, watch your body body and eat like vegetables and protein and no like snacky foods because it might have been hard for them as well so they have to like understand it's hard for their kids and to maybe like just let them eat sometimes what they want once in a while at least and yeah that's what usually what i think yeah that's a great answer
0: so when you two have talked before maybe about body image or even relationship to food? Would there be anything that you would want maybe an outsider to have been able to overhear about your conversations?
1: I, well, I think of one of the times, gosh, you must have been in preschool or maybe kindergarten where we, do you remember this? We were sitting on our bed and our legs were up and we started talking about our leg shape and we had that conversation about genetics and because you were kind of wondering about your your legs shape and your thighs and we're realizing your thighs looked really similar to my thighs and then how Hannah, your younger sister, her legs looked a little bit more like daddy's legs. And so I just thought that was a really fun conversation um, that we had about noticing our bodies and how it relates to um, our genetics and our family. And I do think that um, oftentimes people don't give enough credibility to the bodies we're born in, and there's often just a, a belief that we can change. That there's so much more that we can change when, in actuality, a lot of um, what we are is is from we can't control. Yeah, Do you remember that's, that.
4: That's yeah, kind of. <laughs> that's <laughs> important to Like yeah, and I think embrace the fact, like you said, that it is your genetics, and like you can't change it. Because like if they're gonna try to change it, they could like it's. Can be bad sometimes. Like if you're like going on a diet or something, and then you could get sick and realize like you told me like before. Like they could go with on with a dr- withdraw or something if they were like, okay, I'm gonna stop eating cupcakes, but I love cupcakes, and then they go for the cupcakes and eat way too much mm-hmm. and like get sick. And so yeah, to just be able to embrace themselves how they are.
0: Mm,
4: that's a wonderful message.
0: Thank you. You know, one thing I thought yeah. would be kind of
1: fun is last night before we went to bed, Sophia um, brought out her precept book. She was just telling me like one particular quote that she really loved from Oscar Wilde. Do you remember?
4: Well, it was my birthday quote, so of course I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, it was be yourself, everyone else is already taken, but that's more identity stuff.
1: It's also, though, we can look at it from a body uh-huh. Right. Be yourself, everyone else is taken. We're all different. We all have different shapes and yeah. colors and Yeah. R- remember the glasses too, like you have glasses. And we went through that whole
4: Oh yeah. Like the time there was like that time where um we were talking a lot of the models like didn't have glasses where a lot of people have glasses. Or a lot of the models in magazines and stuff had like slimmer bodies when a lot of people don't have as slim bodies. Mm-hmm. But like that they take a select few people and mm-hmm. put them on the magazines.
1: And we've been noticing recently when we're getting catalogs that there it's is changing. more variety. We're it's really changing. excited. It
4: is changing. Isn't that cool? We're
1: seeing different mm-hmm. ages. We're seeing people in larger bodies. And a lot of companies are doing that. And so we've been celebrating that at home when we get those magazines, aren't we?
4: Yeah. That's pretty <laughs> Looking cool. through it like, ooh. wow, well, yeah.
0: the world is
1: changing. I know. I've yeah. noticed that too. Okay, okay.
0: Let's pause here and we'll bring Ela in. Okay. okay. So when you think about middle school, I don't know if you all have this, this perception of it, but is it, like, particularly for you, Sophia, are there certain things about kind of being with older kids even that feels nerve-wracking to you?
4: I don't know. I feel like there's going to be, like, it's going to be different. Like, there's going to be couples, and there's going to be, like, a lot of people are going to be more, like, um, watching their body and, like, feeling more ashamed and insecure. I feel like it's going to be a lot different in middle school than it was in elementary school because everyone doesn't really—no one really cares in elementary school. They're like, I'm just going to do my own thing. Yeah. Have you found that to be true? Yeah,
3: Definitely. I still am, like, kind of scared of the eighth graders, even though I'm friends with a lot of them, because I played basketball and varsity with a lot of the older kids. So, I don't know. I, I've always been like, just get out of their way. <laughs> Is there
0: one thing that you would want Sophia to know about middle school that you wish you had known?
3: I guess that it would be that, okay, on the first day, you're going to be really nervous and, like, scared when you get there, but then... Take advantage of that, like, because for the rest of the year, you have the same schedule and it gets really boring. So just take <laughs> take advantage that, like, there's unknown things happening that, yeah.
0: That eventually will be just common. Yeah, it's,
3: it gets really, like, you're going to the same classes, same thing, same thing. Yeah, that's probably what
0: I would probably want to know.
3: <laughs>
0: I like that. One thing that I wanted to ask each of you— was um, again about food and body, of course. What's one thing that you would want a younger girl to know about? Maybe something that you wish you had known when you were younger about how to relate to your body
3: or how to relate to food. Hmm. <clears throat> I think what's hard for me about answering this question is like that. There's, I, I'm, I'm still pretty young, so I can't yeah. really think about when I was younger. But I think I'd probably want to know that. The The way I am is okay, and, like, the way everybody is is okay, and they don't need to change that for other people mm-hmm. or stereotypes or even them thinking that they need to be a certain way. Like, you're, you're awesome how you are, and you shouldn't have to change that for other people or yourself.
4: I honestly feel like with younger girls, though, it's like they – feel more comfortable. I feel like it's Mm -hmm. when you get older, like in high school where they might need that advice more. Yeah. Um.
0: That's a really good point. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I was entering probably, well, I don't know exactly when. I remember sixth grade was actually pretty hard for me. But I also, I had a hard time at all different ages for different reasons. But I do remember that when I was probably middle school, high school, that's when things started feeling a little bit more difficult, maybe even around food or body image. So is there something yeah. that you'd want to know from an older girl?
3: I think if I didn't have, like, the same parent that I had, I, can t- I think my friends, what they need to be hearing is, like, that I guess how, like, they think about food should be more, like, happy. Like, they should be thinking about it it. that food is, like, <laughs> food shouldn't be oriented around weight. It should be o- more oriented around, like, what, your well-being, fitness, and, like, pleasure happiness
4: yeah that's probably i feel like it's hard to put myself in a position of someone who wouldn't know like this stuff but if like maybe one of my friends would just like need to know they're like they're good though they find the way they are like they're perfect the way they are they don't need to change and like Ella said a lot of people relate their um food around like weight and stuff but i'm Love sweets. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm definitely a sweet tooth, and I like it. Just in, in my genetics, I don't really. I'm just like kind of slimmer, so it's really not. Sometimes it's it's not like all related that way, too. It's like the genetics has a say in that as well.
0: One thing I want to know, kind of on a different note, is what your favorite food is.
3: <laughs> <gasps> oh my god! I know. <laughs> I, I can't. Cheeseburgers. cheeseburgers. Definitely cheeseburgers.
0: What kind of cheese do you want on your burger?
4: I don't really any kind like cheddar cheese. I don't know. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Whatever. Cheese its own burgers. <laughs> what about you, Ela? I,
3: I seriously I can't choose, but I probably well I'm a vegetarian, okay. so probably anything. A lot of things. I, I can't choose. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: I want to know, like,
3: when do you guys feel most confident? Yeah, well for me it's I guess it's on like I play soccer and basketball. Those are I I'm kind of obsessed with those two sports. <laughs> and so I I guess I'm I feel more confident on the soccer field and the basketball court cuz like I know that like I, I don't know. I just feel comfortable and confident and like I can yeah, that I'm good,
4: I think. <laughs> Um, I feel pretty confident playing volleyball because that's a sport that I love and that um, I feel like I'm pretty good at. I do play soccer as well, but that's different because I feel like I don't feel very confident in soccer because I just don't really put too much work in that sport particularly. It's like a game um, sport I play with like, Cause I have a really good team and it's like fun to do that together, but I'm not super confident there in that area. But in volleyball, I feel like I feel very confident.
3: It's a place where yeah. you put more energy.
4: Yeah. I
3: also, I think I feel also really comfortable around my friends cause they're, I don't know. They're just, they're confident. I'm confident. I just feel more comfortable. Mm.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I feel pretty confident when I'm teaching someone something. Really? <laughs> yeah, actually. Like, when I get to be, like, like a couple of days ago, I was teaching my sister to play volleyball, too, which is, like, overlapping. Oh, yeah, but I that's
0: like the double whammy there. Teaching her, <laughs> and it
4: felt so good for me, and, like, to be able to um, help someone learn new things or, like, help someone out. I Like, just, I also like to be helpful and, like, just... Be like, if someone needs help, I can just help them, and then I feel like good about myself and glad that they had found the help they needed. And yeah.
0: I am curious, as we just begin to end, um, on that same vein of helping people, um, is there anything or teaching people? Is there anything that anything at all that you would want any other listener to know? that you feel like you haven't gotten a chance to talk about yet?
4: Maybe to, like, a lot of people I know, like my sister, don't like to be taught things as much, but to, like, just be able to listen and, like, learn from other people because that can do you a lot of good. Like, I learned so much from my family, Um, my sister, my mom, my dad, my friends, my friends' parents. (laughs) Just, like... Cause then you get a lot of your like valuable information, you can from your grandparents too, like really, anyone you're close to or, yeah. I like that advice a lot.
3: What about you, Ella? I think I've said everything that I want to say. But I guess one more thing would be my philosophy is that food should be associated with, um, health, which means like, um, happiness, fitness. And not necessarily um, wait. Yeah, I think, yeah.
0: That's great. This has been the Appetite Podcast, and we've been with Hila and Sophia. Thanks so much. Bye. Adios. See you.
3: See See you later